Because audacity can also be asking for help. This is very base level. When it feels audacious to ask for help, that's a great sign that you have been shunted into a people-pleasing lifestyle by society. Having the audacity to ask for the support and to ask for the help is audacious. And that's great because you are learning how to take up that space, how to advocate for yourself, how to ask for help. This is the Neurodivergent Creative. Spicy brains unpacking all the shame. It's time for you to come be creative. With Kaylin Fisher as your host and creative coach. They'll change your approach and tell you a joke to lighten your load and help you along or sing you a song. Hey Sunshine, welcome back to another episode of the Neurodivergent Creative Podcast. Today I would love to invite you to have the absolute fucking audacity. Let's talk about it. So what does audacity mean? It can be used in a way that's like so positive and empowering. Like, yeah, I had the audacity to ask for what I deserve. We love this. And then there's also negative audacity, which is like, this man had the audacity to tell me not to expect a big raise. Despite the fact that I know the company is making multi-millions and I'm asking for something perfectly in line with my market value. So the duality of audacity is what I want to talk about today, because both of those are correct. That word can be used in both of those contexts, but I seek to reclaim audacity. So I have come up with what I call the audacity bill of rights. This is 10 statements about audacity, but number one on the bill of rights, I'm holding up two fingers doing number one each, but I'll just take it down to one. Number one is respect the duality of audacity. So audacity is about taking up space. It is about fully stepping into everything that you believe that you deserve, which is why we can use it like this, right? Because For people who are trained to be very small, right? We're talking marginalized genders. We're talking BIPOC. We're talking anybody outside the norm of cisgender, heterosexual, white, Christian, able-bodied, average-sized man. The further you are from that, the harder you have to work to receive the same accolades, recognition, pay as Joe Schmo, the random model human, who is a model simply based on power structures, right? There's nothing special about this guy. He just happened to win the genetic lottery and checks all the boxes that makes everybody else be like, yes, this is the guy. Hate that. (laughs) Hate that. So in this sense, your audacity as a, I didn't even say neurotypical, but this model guy, Joe Schmo, he's also neurotypical, right? This sort of model person who meets every single just average 
norm of the power structures that be and can be celebrated for those things, the further we are from that ideal, in heavy, heavy air quotes, the more it is difficult for us to embody space, to get a seat at the table, to use our voices, because everybody in society is like, shh, your opinion doesn't matter. The grownups are talking. Your opinion doesn't matter. The able-bodied people are talking. The thin people are talking. The white people are talking. Fuck all of that. Everybody deserves representation at the table where decisions are being made. Why is this a table? Why aren't we just making decisions together that benefit everybody? Oh, because then the power structures would be topsy-turvy and everybody would have to try. Can't have that. We must have a ruling class. Delicious. Okay, I'm going off on a leftist tangent. Let me come back. So your audacity, the beautiful fleeting thing that it is, is those moments where you're like, absolutely not. I am taking up this space. I am standing firm. I am using my voice. I will be heard. And so we see audacity in getting a new job, right? Like having the audacity to leave a shitty job, that's going to be seen as audacious from that old job who just expected you to stick with the status quo forever. The audacity to negotiate a raise, the audacity to make a financial decision without running it by your boyfriend, the audacity to wear red at your own wedding even though it offends your mom, like whatever the thing is, having the audacity to show up for yourself and advocate for yourself in a way that harms no one can and should be celebrated at all times. This is not to say that every single decision you ever make must be audacious. That's actually rule number two (laughs) on my bill of rights um, is that you don't have to be audacious 100% of the time, but maybe be audacious like at least once a day. And audacity can start very small. Audacity can start like saying, can you get me a drink? When you're a recovering people pleaser who has been abused in the past, oh boy, just asking for somebody to get you some more spaghetti for your bowl can feel like you are giving a TED talk and a thousand people are staring at you. And if you burp just like a little bit on stage, you're going to be known as that, that person who burped in their TED talk. And you'll never be remembered for anything cool that you ever said. You're just going to be remembered for that. And you may as well just go live in a gutter and let the earth reclaim you. We're not doing that. (laughs) We're not living in the gutter. We are starting small. We are asking for things in safe contexts. The more audacity you practice in a safe context where you will learn, okay, it is safe to ask for what I want to take up my space, to use my voice, then you can start being audacious for bigger and bolder things, right? Negotiating your pay at work, negotiating time off, getting a new job. These are all work examples. We can be audacious when it comes to like not work. Also, let me think of an example, Uh, making weird art. It can be totally audacious. You can have the audacity to paint animals with bright pink buttholes. Sorry, I've been watching a lot of Bob's Burgers. Okay, so there's an episode where Gail, Linda's sister, Linda's Bob's wife, if you don't watch Bob's Burgers, stop what you're doing right now and just go watch like like five seasons. It's, you know, just to get started. This show is a great comfort show. And in my opinion, has fantastic autistic representation. (laughs) 
seriously. Uh, these kids are neurodivergent as hell. And it's like never a problem. Mm, I love it. Oh, I could write like a whole essay on Bob's Burgers, but I'm going to come back. We're not talking about Bob's Burgers right now. Aside from the fact that Gail was painting paintings of cute animals for Art Crawl, which is like a local art fest. And all of her paintings were like images of these animals from behind with just like bubblegum pink buttholes. And she loved them and they brought her so much joy. And they were the absolute plot conflict of this episode as people were enraged over the paintings. And then Linda painted underwear across them because she was like, I can't stand it. I can't look at these can't look at the butts. So Linda goes in and paints underwear on them. And then Gail adds breasts to all of the animals, even animals that don't have breasts. Come on, Gail. But it's fine. She's living her happy, weird dream life. That's audacious. It is audacious to stop people pleasing and to stop creating art based on what you think people would buy or appreciate and simply make the weird shit from your brain. Like this guy behind me is a collage. I love it. And I think I'm going to collage so much more stuff and it's probably going to get weirder because this is very normal and not weird. It looks like a scene at a park, like a pumpkin patch in a pond. I can get weirder. I want to. I'm going to let myself be weird. And that's audacity. It doesn't hurt anybody. The audacity of, say, a guy who takes you out on a date and then expects sex because he paid $4 for your pumpkin spice, that's audacious in a harmful way. That is audacious in a way that does not respect a boundary, which is this duality of audacity, right? So when I say be audacious, I want you to take up space in a way that defies the status quo. I want you to take up space in a way that might feel a little scary to you based on how you have been socially conditioned to act. And it might feel uncomfortable and abnormal to step outside that status quo comfort zone, but it's not actually hurting anyone. It's not crossing anyone's boundaries. It is a practice of taking up more space, reclaiming space that should rightfully have been yours from the time you were born, but which you were conditioned to believe was not your space, right? Because it's for Joe Schmo, the ideal the ideal American avatar or whatever culture. The other side of audacity is audacity that does violate boundaries, that does cause harm, that does hurt someone, such as the audacity of expecting sex for a pumpkin spice latte. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Um, people are not punch cards that you get to like act nice to. And if you do five nice things, sex falls out. That's like a vending machine reference. I switched from a punch card to a vending machine. But you follow me, right? <laughs> Stop being audacious in ways that are like, well, you owe me yourself, your body, your labor, because I deserve it. You are never going to be entitled to another person's body or labor without a negotiation, a consent, right? Sexual activity happens with consent. Job, money exchange, etc. happens with consent, with negotiation. The audacity, the bad audacity, is when you feel entitled to another person's 
shit that does not belong to you. Good audacity is when you feel entitled to your shit that has been taken from you. And you're like, no, that's mine. Actually. Um, who was that politician who like when her opponents went over on their like debate time, they didn't get penalized. And so she started going over. And when they tried to stop her from continuing to talk, she said, reclaiming my time. That's the energy that I want you to have because everybody else is going to have the audacity to fucking talk over you, to tell you that your art is bad or wrong, to tell you that your story that you're writing is too creepy or weird to tell you that nobody wants your watercolor portraits of animal butts, like does not matter. They're infringing on your harmless desires to exist freely. So fuck them. That's basically it. Just fuck them. (laughs) Is that it? Is that all we're going to do? Is this a really short episode? No, let me go through the Bill of Rights a little bit more, which you can get at audacityarchives.com. You will join the Audacity Archives mailing list and get a downloadable PDF of the Bill of Rights. So we talked about the duality of audacity. We talked about practicing audacity daily, not 100% of the time, but once a day, just try, be a little audacious. Also celebrating your audacity. So this is a hard one, is when we do something audacious, such as, so you want to ask your mom for $5,000. That's just an example. I don't talk to my mom. I have not asked her for $5,000. So this is not coming from me personally, but say you do. That's an audacious ask. Okay. You can be like, shit, I know like my mom has the money. I could really use the money. I can tell her what I'm going to use it for. I'm going to make an audacious ask. I'm going to ask for help because audacity can also be asking for help. This is very base level. When it feels audacious to ask for help, that's a great sign that you have been shunted into a people pleasing lifestyle by society. Because let me tell you, It should be absolutely normal to ask for help. We are community-driven creatures. We need help. The first thing you can do when you are born is cry for help. It is fundamental to human nature to need, ask for, and receive beautifully and graciously help from other people. We lose that. We lose that in our society. We lose that from this status quo people pleasing. You have to try 18,000 times harder if you don't fit our ideals mentality. It's wrong. It is antithetical to our human nature. We need help. We deserve help. and We deserve to ask for help. Unfortunately, that makes asking for help audacious. So going back to our example, after my little moment where I grab your shoulders and look in your eyes and say, you're a human, God damn it you ask your mom for 5k. Now it's your mom's turn. Okay. And this is going to depend on one bazillion factors in your mom's life. Does she have that money available? Has she loaned you money before and you bought a sports car and then drove it right into a brick wall? Um, Would this be a gift? Would this be a loan? Like she's going to have a lot of things going on in her mind. And then regardless of whether she says yes or no, celebrate the ask. Celebrate the audacity. Normalize that it was okay to ask. There's something inside of us that teaches us that it's only okay to ask 
If the answer is going to be yes, please ask, ask all the time. And when the answer is no, that doesn't mean anything bad about you. That means that was not available to you through that avenue, through that person at that moment, whatever. That doesn't mean anything about you. Having the audacity to ask for the support and to ask for the help is audacious. And that's great because you are learning how to take up that space, how to advocate for yourself, how to ask for help. I actually did ask a friend for $10,000. I asked a friend if she would loan me 10K and she said, no, I don't mix finances and friendship. And I said, okay, that is absolutely great. Thank you. And she was surprised that I was just chill with it because she said that normally if people ask her for money and she says no, they get really shitty with her. That's the bad audacity. That's the audacity that says you have what I want. Therefore you owe me. Absolutely not. My audacity was you have some resources that could help me out. Could you loan me 10 grand? And she said, no. And I said, that's totally okay. And then I went and I'm pretty sure I ended up making 10 grand that month anyway, because I sold some shit. It was the audacity of opening myself up to the possibility of receiving that, that helped me get there anyway, without her help. The audacity of asking is really, really powerful. So yeah, there's, there's three points about audacity. If you want seven more, you're going to have to get the PDF download. It's just super quick and dirty. I used to do PDFs that were like huge eBooks and stuff. And then I realized people probably weren't reading them because it was like homework. Now, this is just a nice little sheet that you can look at and be like, huh, good point, Caitlin. Awesome. So hang out at audacityarchives.com. You just put in your email. You say, give me the thing. And then you will get a weekly dose. I was going to say a daily dose of audacity. I don't write emails every day. You'll get at least a weekly dose of audacity delivered right to your inbox. Hooray. How do you feel about audacity after this little talk? Do you think audacity is a good thing? Do you think it's a bad thing? Are you willing to be a little bit more audacious? Tell me your thoughts. I want to know them. Okay. Stay hydrated, friends. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for spending this time with me, Neurodivergent Creative. If you would like to harness the absolute audacity to be your brightest, boldest, rebellious, most creative self, I invite you to download the Audacity Bill of Rights available at audacityarchives.com. And this will put you on my email list to get a weekly dose of audacity right to your inbox. I would also love to shout out Ashton Powers, who wrote my opening jingle and is strumming the ukulele right now. And also shout out the Pancake Copycats, who are my podcast and video producers. This team of amazing neurodivergent creatives that I have been able to cultivate is life-changing. Okay, go out there, make some weird art, have the audacity, and stay hydrated. I love you. Bye.